Welcome to the NS North Podcast. My name is Philip Kraskrain, and I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Dan Byers. How are you, Dan? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm great. And we are very pleased to have you listening on our sixth podcast in a series that we hope will introduce our attendees to the great speakers who will be presenting at NS North 2013. NS North is Ottawa's first independent iOS and Mac Developers and Designers Conference. It will take place at the Ottawa Convention Center on April 19th to the 21st. In this podcast, we are delighted to have our speaker, Justin Miller, and he joins us, joins us now. How are you, Justin? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. We're glad to have you. Now, Justin, can you just introduce yourself and talk, tell, tell us a little bit about what you do? Uh, sure. I, so I'm in Portland, Oregon, and I work for a company called Mapbox, um, mostly on iOS technology uh, around our mapping tools and frameworks and hosting services uh, for people to get basically custom maps into their apps and websites. So this is something that they can use instead of the built-in stuff. Right. Um, so we do stuff ranging from tools to design custom maps to ways of finding custom maps that other people have made to hosting them. And then I work on iOS SDK developer tools. Right, because this is not only about iOS. I mean, iOS and Android devices have built-in maps by Apple and Google, but other devices might not, or computers might not. Correct. Or um, Yeah, and so we do a lot of stuff around websites and as well uh, any kind of customization you'd want to do, say, in place of Apple's maps or Google's maps now on iOS. What would be an example of customization? Um, you could do you could do a lot of different things. Uh, anything ranging from changing the colors of things, for example, if you want you know purple water or something like that, or you need a, a map that doesn't have roads or it has labels in Arabic, or mm. you want to take it offline. That's another kind of customization, less than the that's visual huge. side, but that's something. Yeah, that's something we specialize in, um, and put a lot of tools around letting you either start with the app offline right off, right out of the gate, or taking it you know on and offline intermittently. That's awesome. How how long have you been uh, working with these guys? Uh, so I've been full-time with Mapbox, uh, just a shade under two years, and I was doing a bit of freelance stuff with them for close to a year before that. Um, but they go, we go back, actually, I'm old friends with a lot of the guys there, seven, eight years. So um, yeah, it's a pretty solid crew. And, and, right on. Yeah. How, how, how big is the company? Um, we're about... 25 people i think right now um oh, wow. we just hired a couple new people um most folks most of the company's based in washington dc and then there are about a half dozen of us all individually remote and so i'm holding down the portland fort <laughs> <laughs> so so you have to travel to dc on a regular basis i guess yeah i'm there about every other month or so i actually used to live there um and so it's it's kind of nice to go back and visit and go by the old haunts and that kind of thing but yeah, I'm generally there every other month or so for about a week. So you say that you work on the the iOS side um, with the with the frameworks for for Mapbox. Now, like, is is that all um, open source stuff, or are you uh, is it all closed for Mapbox? Um, actually, everything we do is open source. Oh wow! Um, so the, the the this part we actually charge for is cloud services hosting of maps once you've designed them and need. A reliable place to house them but all the tools we work on on the, the javascript stuff on the website and then all the coco stuff that i work on is all on github um and so um i actually do pretty much all of my work in the open every day and you can kind of follow it along via <laughs> github which is 
uh, it's cool. I mean, it's cool to work that way, but it's also neat that, I mean, the GitHub exists and, and, and works for this kind of thing. Yeah, that must um, it, it adds another element to your to your um, decisions and design decisions and, and 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 your your effort in general to to make quality code and to you know to always have somebody kind of looking over your shoulder to see what you're up to. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, I, I've also found it really useful if I hit a crazy bug. Uh, instead of having to just describe it or paste code snippets or whatever, I can just send people the ticket and be yeah, like, yeah. hey can you help me with this? What do you think? <laughs> so that's been kind of cool. It's, it's neat to just have that kind of out in the open. Cool. Are you the only one working on iOS or is there a, a, there a couple of other people? Uh, I am. Yeah. The only one at Mapbox. Um, right. So, I mean, we definitely leverage the open source nature of stuff and I get patches and pull requests and that kind of thing. But right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the oddball doing the iOS stuff. But yeah, because you don't get the benefit of code review uh, unless you you know go open source, right? So, yeah. In which yeah. case, you will get code reviews because yeah. people will just keep looking at your stuff, hopefully. Right. Yeah. Th- there's that, and also basically every other kind of SDK out there is is a much larger team uh, for for doing maps on iOS, and so oh, yeah. that's that's another benefit of leveraging the open source side of things. Um, to my knowledge, ours is the only real open source one, and I get to leverage the help of you know, open source contributors. So you mentioned the cloud hosting as a, as a revenue generator because mm-hmm. you know, the company can't exist without some kind of revenue, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, do you have uh, all the, are the maps themselves also open source or? Uh... Um, they can be, it's kind of up to the creator. It's, um, oh, I see. Yeah. So we do, you can kind of do it two ways. Um, if, if you're, so we put out like a worldwide, um, base layer, we call it of, of, maps and it's it's based largely off of open street map data right. and so we have that for coverage for the whole world down to like the street level and on the web you can customize the colors of that or um, you can actually do some stuff retina or non-retina um, and edit this through kind of a web control panel and then public turn, change the colors and saturation that kind of thing turn that around and use it in ios or on the web but also we do um, some tools and this is something else that i work on we do a tool called tile mill and it works. It it works on um, Windows, Linux, and Mac. And so I work a lot on the Mac um, version of it. And that lets you take any kind of source geodata, um, whether that's like JSON, GeoJSON stuff, or KML, or this file format called Shape Files, which are basically like vector data files. And you can throw all that into Tile Mill and make your own maps. And so this would be an example of one of those ways you could. Um, um, you could customize by turning features on or off or going really micro with a map or or doing a you know a wide scale worldwide map and kind of doing it very custom um, you you pull all these different data sources in and you style them kind of like styling CSS and then you render that out into map tiles and so our our tile mill tool does all that stuff Wow, and pretty much anyone could start using that i guess right it's yeah, yeah, that's uh, our approach has kind of been to to make it really easy to get started even if you're not a mappy kind of person. Um and so yeah, uh it's we're trying to make it approachable and do a lot of tutorials and and make it fun too. Um and and make it look good. That's awesome. Would you say yeah. that would you say that mobile is your um is a is a heavily grow he, sorry heavily growing area for for your service like uh, do you have quite a bit of users in mobile or, or is there still a fair chunk of, of your user base in uh, in web still? Well, I think the the large majority is in the web, um, but we do have a fair number of apps um, using 
using this stuff as well. Um, and it's definitely growing. I mean, people are definitely interested, especially at that offline component. We get a lot of people coming on, on board or on the support forum and, and just just wanting to know if they can use it offline or yeah. how they can and, and that kind of thing. So that's that's big. and Right. If, like if, if you're doing an app for like a, a park or something of a certain size, well, then you could have the whole map inside the app and not take hopefully a whole lot of space and not require a network connection. So you could have it on an iPod Touch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, kind of the one of the kind of the beginning points in this stack we built up was this format we came up with that is a neat way of. I don't want to do too much of a technical dive here, but this, uh, one of the, it's a, it's a way of storing these map tiles. We basically just stick them in SQLite, and then you can use that as a map database to read the imagery off. Because um, maps are made of these tiles that are stitched together, and um, we just figured out a way to efficiently move them around and make them work cross-platform too. And so, nice. um, it, that, that has the added benefit of being kind of this little binary bundle you could do in-app purchase with, or um, you know, little packages whether you purchase or not to download different areas, so like different parks or things like that. And that would be for your users' point of view that they would be able to do that easily. Right. Yeah. It, it lets them download. Uh, sets of maps or map sets that are geographic areas or increased levels of depth or something like that. And it kind of makes that easier for the developer to provide that to the users. And you're giving all of that away, essentially. Yeah, yeah, that's, a, that's an open source format. And um, the, we actually do the spec for it on GitHub as well as Markdown. And we have a couple different specs we've come up with in the Geo community for that kind of stuff. So, But you mentioned IAP as well, though. Is, is, is there an option to... How, sorry, how, how did the IAP fit into that in, in that um, purchase? Yeah, so if you had, say you were like a, I don't know, like a park administrator um, running a bunch of different parks, like city parks or something like that, you could have different maps, you know, one for each park, and then you could, say, have in-app purchase to download a map of each of those. Um, and, you know, so you'd have like a free app maybe and then paid purchase of of maps or you make the app be able to work with the online service and then have in-app purchase to unlock the ability to take the thing offline in, in this file format, something like that. Oh, yeah, because be... it's just a binary bundle. And it's necessarily a SQLite database. Yeah, yeah basically. And yeah. the SDK just talks to it and pulls stuff out of it just as if it were doing independent network requests. Nice. That's great. Yeah, it's really fun. So based on your uh, on this discussion on maps that we've been having, I guess you, 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 you have some tremendous expertise in it and you're also uh we we announced that you're going to be bringing some of that expertise to ns north in your uh, your talk in april um your your talk title was uh what now uh, maps i think you've heard of them or something like that yeah 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 i was just kind of <laughs> tap into the uh give, give apple a little ribbing maybe that seems to have subsided though but yeah. yes that was kind of the point <laughs> so what what was kind of the 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 outline that you were thinking of doing for for your talk there would you would you like to discuss that at all or yeah sure um, so I thought uh, well it, it is a I think it's a very useful talk even if you're not doing anything with mapping um, and so I kind of wanted to emphasize that bit the, the stuff I want to talk about is kind of the low level guts of how this stuff is all made um, with the added benefit of it being all open source you can just go check it out yourself but um, I did a, do a fair amount of stuff with core graphics and core animation for you know tile compositing and rendering of tiles and and vector vector features on maps and all that kind of stuff and so what i wanted to do in my talk is is 
is kind of do a deep dive in some technical aspects of, of our SDK and what goes into or what would go into building a replacement for um, MapKit because that's what we've got. Um, and so, yeah, I thought, I thought that'd be a neat, uh, useful bit. Uh, and I want to make it uh, kind of uh, kind of interesting for folks who might not know those particular frameworks as well to get a sense of what those things do, like core graphics, if you've never gone down to that level of drawing in contexts and things like that. Um, I wanted to kind of give a give a, a look and a peek into what that looks like, um, but also have some useful stuff for folks who might be uh, core graphics. Awesome. Yeah, it's a huge area, that's for sure. Yeah. Yes, this, so there's there's going to be quite a few graphics talk at uh, at NS North, <laughs> but they're not going to be they're going to be in so much, so completely different areas yeah. that it's going to be so awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, so. it's a visual medium, so <laughs> definitely. All right. Uh, well, uh, one thing we didn't talk about a little bit, but I I'd like to touch on is um, your your interest outside of the iOS and Mac community. It's like, what do you do when you're not at your computer or looking at maps or something like that? You obviously travel a lot, but uh, do you do anything interesting uh, in between those times that you are sitting at the desk? Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I definitely like to travel um, and and do it for fun as well. But probably my big interest these days is um, photography. I do a lot of uh, outdoor, mostly wildlife photography, um, and just photography in general is something I've been interested in for a long time. I like I like shooting uh, uh, conferences and geek events, you know, uh, tech tech community oh. type events as well. Great, bring your camera. Oh yeah, I will. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he will, given the gear that he has. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> Uh, here I stand with my little Panasonic GF1, and I just take casual shots. And but they turn out great because you know, it's all about the lens <laughs> and the glass that you put in it. No, yes. Yeah, no skill whatsoever. It's just it's it's the equipment. <laughs> so how how long have you been into uh, photography then? Oh, I've been I've been interested for a long time. I really kind of got serious about five years ago. Oh wow! And um, uh, yeah, I, I try to shoot. Um, it, it, wildlife photography is kind of different because you you got to get out there. It, it doesn't come to you, so um, it, it's tricky. But the, the handy thing is you usually want to be outdoors before the sun comes up, and so it works well with work hours. Um, oh, I can, I can right. do that be- before I get cracking on things in the morning. So um, yeah, it also probably works well with Portland. Yeah, given the size of the city and everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great Portland's a nice place for um, uh, just the outdoors in a in an urban environment. It's pretty cool. So have you have you been to any exotic places uh, to do photography, or are you just sticking kind of close to home? Um, not really, since I've gotten into it seriously. I will actually, I'll be I'll be in Costa Rica the week before NS North, so that will probably be my first uh, first real chance since I've gotten into it and gotten the gotten some serious gear. So, um, oh, wow. it, it, inside of a week, I'll be in uh, Costa Rica and Canada. So, should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> right on. I should be recovered by then. From jungles to uh, from jungles to temperate climate, I right, guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that should wrap up this episode of the NS North podcast. Thank you very much for joining us, Justin. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. It was a pleasure to have you, man. Thank you. We hope that our listeners enjoyed this episode. And if you haven't purchased your conference pass yet, keep in mind that attendance is limited, and tickets are selling fast. If you would like to know more about the conference, you can visit our website at nsnorth.ca for all the details. So, Justin, where should people go to find out all about you? Uh, these days, uh, probably the best bet is uh, on my section of the blog on Mapbox, so mapbox.com. 
Um, I tend to post about the iOS stuff going on there. Um, my somewhat now defunct personal website from my indie days is code sorcery, S-O-R, uh, dot net. And if you want to look at my photo stuff, that's it. Uh, that's that's kind of active, too. I'm blogging there these days. Um, Malorn, M-A-L-L-O-R-N, imagery.com. So three URLs for you. <laughs> and you're perfect. on Twitter, too, I guess? Oh, yeah. yeah I'm on Twitter. Um, I-N-C-A-N-U-S-7-7. Awesome. And if you haven't got that, you can just go to our speakers page, and all the all that information is there too. All right. Well, we hope to see you all in Ottawa in April. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, man. And thanks again, Justin. Thanks for having me. And see you soon.